The book of Proverbs tonight will be in Proverbs chapter number 20, Proverbs chapter number 20, and we're going to look at one verse of scripture for our text this evening, and I'm going to take a few minutes to, uh, after we read the text and have a word of prayer, to lay a uh, foundation or some foundational truths we find in this verse, and then give us several things that hopefully will be thought-provoking tonight to help us uh, better apply the verse of scripture uh, that we read this evening. Uh, Proverbs chapter number 20, and we're going to read verse number 6. It's a verse uh, that I'm sure we're familiar with. It's a verse I've preached from before, uh, but I want to look at it a little bit differently tonight. Proverbs 20, verse 6, Most men will proclaim everyone his own goodness, but a faithful man who can find? It's an interesting question. The Bible says most are going to do one thing, which indicates if we're looking for the other kind, there's a disparage, it's disparaging to see the difference. There's a difference that's disparaging. We have, a, we have a greater amount of one and less of the other, and it really should be the other way around. And so we're going to look at that tonight. And tonight in the Bible study, I'm going to ask a question. And the question is this, proclaiming or pursuing? Proclaiming or pursuing? And then in the, in the Bible study tonight, I have six additional questions I'm going to ask you that will help you answer the question that is our title. Are you confused? All right, I hope not. Proclaiming or pursuing. Father, thank you for the word of God. Uh, we look inside your word to get comfort, to get strength, to get direction. Uh, to get counsel, to get correction. And Father, I pray that once again this evening we'll be reminded of some things uh, that really are they're, they're life-changing. They're uh, something we need to be reminded of. And Father, I pray that you'll bless your people, strengthen your church tonight. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Most men will proclaim everyone his own goodness, but a faithful man who can find we as Christians have constantly, we got to constantly remind ourselves to define success, to define terminology, to define the meaning of life the way God defines it. We live in this world and constantly we hear this world use words, use, use terminology, use measures of success, and when you compare them to what God says, we find out they're way off. It's frustrating today, isn't it, to see that our society in some places are trying to define, redefine what a woman is. It's a birthing person. It's not, you know, it's not a mother. It's, it's you know, and we look at that and we say, how, but it, it, sadly, it's gotten into the, in our minds as Christians. And we constantly have to be reminded of the standard that God has set. Now, just very, very quickly and just very, I'll just, I'll just get right to it tonight. The, what we should be pursuing is faithfulness. Um, I've, I've had numerous conversations with many different pastors, just so happened, pastors and preachers over the last several weeks, and some have asked me for counsel, some just in conversation. And the, the conversation seems to go back to, what is God's standard? It's faithfulness. It's not attendance. It's not the amount of offering now, that's on you, faithfulness on you, not for a pastor, just so I remind you of that. Um, okay, there went all the life out of the, out of the service tonight. But God has set a standard of faithfulness. We have a tendency 
to look at some measurables, look at life and say, well, I think I should be here. And God says, you're just supposed to be faithful where you are. God, success is faithful. We know that Paul longed to see his Savior and hear those words say, well done, thou good and talented servant. Well done, thou good and wealthy servant. No, well done, thou good and faithful servant. We as God's people need to be reminded that God is still looking for faithful people. You know what we need a revival of? Faithfulness. You know what we need to be reminded of? Faithfulness. Every father I determine, I'm just going to be faithful. Every mother I determine, I'm just going to be faithful. Every Christian I determine, I'm just going to be faithful. Faithful is the standard. Christians don't get caught up into this world that puts a premium on talent and all of these things. God doesn't put a premium on those things. God just wants you to be, talent, be faithful with the talent that you do have. Be careful in your parenting. And, and, and don't emphasize the wrong things. Emphasize faithfulness. We look at this passage of the scripture this evening. Most men will proclaim everyone his own goodness. What is that saying? Most men are quick to announce their own goodness. Most men are quick to tell you their accomplishments. Most men are quick to tell you of their ability, of their calling, of, of, of all of these things. And it's, it's saying to proclaim their own goodness is to make public their own goodness. I mean, not to get off track, but enter social media. Most men, this is, what the, this is what this preacher says, it's certainly, I could amen it, but the Bible says most men will proclaim everyone his own goodness. We sometimes as Christians, we want to, because we care, we want to know, am I doing a good job? I hope every father in here wants to do a good job. I hope every mother wants to do a good job bring their children, husband, wife, Christian, if you serve in some capacity, I hope tonight you ask yourself the question, I, I hope I'm doing what, I, what God has me doing, do it well. But what do we mean by that? Well, God says I'm looking for faithfulness. So the, the question is posed tonight, are we proclaiming or pursuing? So we see what proclaiming is. It's, it, it's announcing, it's making public our own ability, our own accomplishments. We all know that one person. It's like, man, something good happened today to me. Say, well, this is what it, they have always went up. You know what I'm talking about? Um, what is that? That's proclaiming our own goodness. There's a lot of reasons why we do that. But when I say pursuing tonight, we're not proclaiming what we have done or what we have, but we're pursuing what? A standard of faithfulness. You're, 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 you're pursuing what God says is important to him. That faithfulness to what God has done. Now tonight, I could list a whole lot of things that, that we could, should be faithful to in and, 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 and our service for the Lord. But tonight, I want to take my time uh, in the Bible study tonight to focus on some things that help us recalibrate, if you will, where our minds and our hearts should be to pursue that which God puts a premium on. I, don't, I hope when God looks at the Emmanuel Baptist Church, the question is not asked, who can find a faithful man? 
I hope and I believe that God can find faithful people here, and we ought to be pursuing a standard of faithfulness. Often, we, as a Christians, we get caught into, I, I want people to know that I love the Lord. I want people to know that I'm doing, doing well. I want people to know that I'm doing a good job. And often, we look at it and say, am I really making that big of a difference? Or am I really doing, am I really the kind of person that my children need? Are you faithful? If you're faithful, then you're hitting the right standard. God doesn't ask for anybody to be perfect. He just says, be faithful. And because we are not perfect, when we do stumble, we get back up and continue to be faithful. That is the standard that we should pursue. My, my prayers for you, my hopes for the Emmanuel Baptist Church is for you just to be faithful. If you're faithful, God will bless you. If you're faithful, you'll reach your potential for the Lord. If you're faithful, you'll lay up treasures in heaven. The, 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 the premium in life is to be faithful because that's what God says is important to him. I, I quote you 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. We know from our year-long study a couple years ago on stewardship is that managing, but that steward is that servant. So it is required in servants that a man be found faithful. Jesus said the greatest thing, the way you and I can please and serve is to be a servant. The greatest is the servant. And yet, we many times as Christians get distracted and we bring that down the priority list when Jesus himself placed it at the top. You know, if you serve, it doesn't matter if anybody acknowledges it. If you serve, it doesn't even matter if anybody appreciates it. Well, I'm going to go where somebody appreciates me. Well, why are you serving? If we're serving him, I, I know he takes notice of it. If we're faithful to serve him. Now, truth of the matter is, we all should say thank you, and we all should, should, should be grateful. We know that. But if we are serving just so somebody can acknowledge it, we're not serving. But if we're going to serve and be that steward, it's required. So, I'm going to put you on the spot tonight. How many of you want to serve the Lord with your life? Let me see your hand. Okay, I'm either going to make you surrender to serve the Lord or a liar in God's house. One of the two. Okay. You want to serve the Lord? What do you need? Well, pastor, I need, I need to be able to grow up in a pastor's home like you did. Or, or I need, to, if, I can, if I'm going to serve the Lord and he's given us the, the local church to serve him through, if I'm going to be able to serve him, then I need talent like brother so-and-so or sister so-and-so. That's what, that's what I need. Or you know what I need? I need greater opportunity to be able to serve. No. It is said in the scripture that the requirement for a steward, a servant, is to be found faithful. That goes right with whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do with all thy might. You do it well. So the question tonight is, are we proclaiming or are we pursuing? We need to be pursuing faithfulness and not proclaiming our... Well, you don't know what I'm going to say yet, so... 
But I'll get to the six points, and they'll go pretty quick, probably just seven or eight minutes each, but we'll get to that in a moment. But, um, you know, we live in a day, most God's people, everybody's going to talk about what they're going to do for the Lord. One day I'm going to serve him. Why don't you serve him now? Your life, it'll be amazing what God does with us collectively as a church. But it's faithful, so are you proclaiming or pursuing? And I don't want you to get caught up in the mindset of this world. So let me give you the six questions, and we'll move through these pretty quick, quickly. I'm going to ask you these questions to help you answer the question, proclaiming or pursuing. Number one, are you writing a resume or faithfully serving? Are you writing a resume or faithfully serving? Say, what do you, what do you mean by that, Pastor? It's more important to be faithful in the area you are serving than what you are doing in your service. Does that make sense? If you have the responsibility of holding that back door for everybody, it is more important for you to be faithful in that area in something that we would look at as insignificant than to have something that is more prominent that you can put on your spiritual resume and be unfaithful to that. Are we... Writing a resume, are we faithfully serving? That's how you're going to be proclaiming or pursuing. It's more important to be faithful in the area you are. So what am I saying? Whatever area you serve the Lord in, be faithful to it. It is important. Why? Because you're not doing it for anybody other than the Lord, I hope. It's for Him. If it's for Him, then it's important. Question number two. Are you building a following or faithfully serving? And a lot of these questions are going to, it's kind of with a reminder for those that live in the social media world. We do train men and women for the ministry. Um, we don't need any more celebrity preachers. Are you talking about those evangelical? No, I'm talking about some independent Baptist ones as well. Are you building a following or faithfully serving? What I mean by that is your popularity or need for validation, it reveals an improper standard and priority. It's amazing what some people will tell about themselves on social media because they need validating. Um, Well, I'm trying to build followers. Why don't we just serve the Lord? How about that? Well, I want to be popular amongst the church. Why don't we just serve the Lord? Now, are we, are we trying to proclaim our own goodness? Are we trying to proclaim everything that we've done? Boy, we really live in a different world today. Paul talked about what a wretched man he was. He wouldn't have been, you know, and I don't hear this, and this is preventive tonight, just so everybody knows. It's preventive. I don't, so if you're doing it, I have really no idea. You can come confess your sins to me later, but pastors, lucky to have me be a member of his church. God's lucky to have me. Well, you're proclaiming. Um, It's an improper standard to need validation. You know who needs to be pleased with you? God. We say this and we would say, amen, amen, pastor. If the whole world is against you and God is for you, we, we have God. Amen, pastor, preacher, preacher, preacher. But do you live that? Um, Well, if you're faithful, can I tell you, God's pleased with that. Be faithful. Number three, 
Are you chasing a calling or faithfully serving? We chase, we as Christians chase a calling, profession, or title, and it is no excuse for unfaithfulness or substitute for faithfulness. Um, it's, we ought to be willing to do anything for the Lord. Anything. If the Lord presses upon my heart for somebody to work in a certain ministry, there's things that we want to grow and do, and if I go to them and say, hey, this is what the Lord's put on my heart, it's like, well, Pastor, I'm just holding out for something bigger than that. So what would you say? I'd say, okay, I'll keep that in mind. And they'll never hear from me again. Uh, what happened to the days of just, I'm just thankful to get to serve? In some of those conversations, I've, I've, I've been encouraged by, by getting to serve God. I get to just do anything for Him. By the way, church, those of you that have been around for a long time, you remember when you felt that way? I get to sing in the choir. Now you see Brother Stanley. And then after you did it for a little while, I was like, I understand now. You remember when you had the spirit of whatever needs to be done, let me do it? But now we say that for the new Christians who don't know any better. The new Christians who just, wow, they would, they, they would let me do something in the church. Remember when you were excited to do what you could for the Lord? We want to answer that question. Are we really pursuing faithfulness? Number four, are you selfishly living or faithfully serving? When I was young, so don't hold this against me now, okay? Can I have a commitment from everybody? All right. I used to have a saying that I use, the people are stupid. All God's people said? <laughs> but really what it, what it boils down to, and I learned this very quickly after it, people aren't stupid as much as they are Oh, my kids, if your parents told you not to say stupid, don't say stupid, okay? Especially not from behind the pulpit. It's not so much that people are stupid, people are selfish. People aren't as dumb as they make themselves out to be. They're selfish. You know what every Christian in here has in common? We all have a tendency to be selfish. When we make a decision, you know who we, whose viewpoint we start with? Ours. Whose viewpoint should we start with? His. We, we are naturally selfish. So are you selfishly living or faithfully serving? Carnal living is selfish living because it hinders faithful service. This Bible calls us to holiness. And by the way, we can talk about whatever you want to talk about if, if, you, if you were going to live a holy life, you become more like Christ and less like this world. Amen. So using worldly arguments to justify your carnal compromise just reveals that it's not holiness we're talking about. I've never had a Christian trying to argue with me 
over standards of living who was moving in the direction of more like Christ. It's always the opposite. Now, I've been asked questions that I'm happy to answer. So what are we saying? If you and I would be willing to get as close to Christ as possible, we could do more for him. Okay? You as a Christian, you go to work. If you live like this world, you're going to have a harder time winning your coworkers. I'm not saying the Spirit of God can't do a miracle. I'm not saying that at all. But you'll have a hard time. Your family members, uh, same, same, same thing. Let me make this application. I'll move to number five. There are some things in the church. This, is, this will help you. I don't care who comes to church. And you may look around and say, it's obvious. I can see who's here. What I mean by that. I don't have a set of standards for somebody to come and be a part of this church. If you, you need to be scripturally, you need to be saved, scripturally baptized, desire to be a part of the church so you can grow and serve. I'm going to preach a high standard because this book is a high standard. But quite honest, after I preach it, my responsibility is done. It's not my responsibility to make sure you live it. That's on you. That's between you and the Spirit of God that lives within you. I'm saying all that to say this. There are some things, though, that if you want to serve in a certain capacity, there's some things you have to set aside because it will hinder your service. There are some things. And we can take some Bible things as well, and there are standard qualifications. That's not unreasonable, is it? But it's also not unreasonable for a Sunday school teacher to be willing to live a certain way so that they can be a spirit-filled Sunday school teacher for those that are in their class. You know, this is kind of extreme, but, you know, if you're going to sing in the choir, you don't need to be in the bar on Saturday night. Those legalists. No, that has nothing to do with salvation. Does this make sense? The standard ought to be faithfulness. I want to be faithful. I want to do, and you could put this in here, if you're, going to be, if you're going to be lazy in your Christian life, that's selfish. I don't want to get to the end of my life and look back and say, man, if I had to put what I wanted first, then I could have made a difference in more people's lives. With it, me. What do I mean by short-sighted? Those that are temporal and not eternal. Making decisions solely based on today and not considering the consequences in the future will determine your faithfulness. Of our circumstances, we feel the pressure of what we're dealing with. Instead of saying, God, what is the right thing that for me to do? Just be faithful to your word. We make a decision to relieve the pressure. And sometimes when we do that, we make decisions that down the line are going to bring consequences. This, this, this will illustrate it, but it's not a perfect illustration. Parents, what you, how you train those children when they're two and three are going to determine a lot of how difficult they are to deal with when they're 15 and 16. 
And if you won't make some hard decisions and do the right thing at 15 and 16, it's going to determine how difficult it is for you to deal with your grandchildren one day. Now, what I'm saying is we need to be faithful. And if we're faithful to God's word, we're not doing things that are short-sighted that will determine and limit our ability to be faithful. What decisions, I guess another way of saying this, some decisions that you can make now as a Christian, they're either going to put you in a position to continue to be faithful or they're going to make it very difficult for you to be faithful in the future. Based on decisions you, you do right now. That's why, uh, parents, if you get upset about something, if you get, you, get, you get your feelings hurt about something that deals with your kids or something, you better be very careful because, yes, you can, you can take them somewhere else. But you, you're going to have to deal with those consequences down the road. It's going to limit your faithfulness. Teenagers, remember this. When you get up to that age, 223 is going to determine how faithful you're able to be at 40. Um, we got to pursue faithfulness. And, and I'm going to give us number six in, in just a moment. I think many times we need to change what, what our target is. I'm just supposed to be faithful. You're just supposed to be faithful. Uh, faithful, we know will be faithful to the Word of God as long as everything's going okay. As long as everything is working out. This way is better than Dr. Phil's way. This, this way is better than, you know, Aunt Susie's way. This way is better than, you know, any Facebook group's way. This is the way to rear your children. And if you rear your children this way, you say, I'm the perfect child. Well, number one, they're not, nobody's a perfect child. But whether you see that change or not, this is still right. I hear this all the time as a pastor. Well, we live in a different day. You got, things need to change. The, the music needs to change. The, the, the emphasis on holiness needs to change. And the, the style of service needs to change. And, and those hard lines of separation amongst those who have a different way of salvation, it's okay if we borrow from them. And so all that needs to change because the results just aren't what they used to be. If there were no results, this is still right. Speaking as a pastor, that's how I'm going to be judged one day. As a church, that's how we're going to be judged one day, is have we been faithful to what this book says. Now, just so you know, my response to all that has nothing to do with the day. Maybe we ought to get the power of God again. Now, that's just for free. But the point I'm making is, if we are just, as long as the results are there, when the results that we want are not there, it's still right to be faithful. That's why, parents, when you discipline your children, when you, when you rear your children, you have those principles in your home, you be consistent. That's the number one thing. When, people, when parents come to me for uh, so, some, some general advice, I, and discipline, and this and that, I'm always be consistent, be consistent. Be consistent, be consistent. But I've been doing it, work. be consistent, be consistent, be consistent. Why? Because this is what I'm to be faithful to. When you're rearing your children, I just want to be a good mom. Okay, I, now as long as this mom's saying that, that's good. 
But before, how are you going to be a good mom? You be faithful to this book. I want to be a good, a good husband, a good dad. Okay, how do you do that? Well, I need to do, no, no, you be faithful to this book. Well, Pastor, the more faithful I am to that book, the less my kids like, like me. You be faithful to this book. Because God is going to judge you in that role by how faithful you are to his word. You can see this and it's sad. Sometimes you can see it in, in, in a Christian home and everything's going fine and the kids start to get older and then, then there's a little bit of resistance and it's, it becomes a little bit harder. You think it's harder to, to, to hold that line? You're know, hard when they're two and three and four. Wait till they get to be 15 and 16 and 17. Wait till you get there. And if they're all female too, wait till you get there. What is, what's the point? Be faithful to what this book says. I am not responsible for the results. That's why, parents, let me help you. If you have a child who, who is away from God, and you did to the best of your ability, you were faithful to this book, you're not responsible for that result. They rebelled against the word of God. But what did I do that was wrong? If you were faithful to that book, Nothing. Nothing. That's on them. We don't do it. And, and I'm not going to tell you tonight, I'm not going to say to the young parents and say, you know, you rear your children like this and everything's going to work out okay because you're going to have some hardships. Your children, you bring them home with a little baby, oh, they're so, so, so cute. Let me tell you about what all your kids have in common. They're all rebels. Can you believe pastor called my child a rebel? Yeah, look at mama, look at daddy. They're born sinners. Well, if I, if I, if I discipline, she's going to cry. Do it anyway. Because I'd rather them shed those tears than the tears they would shed be thrown out in this world without God's principles instilled in them. This is what we got to remember as we give the gospel, we go out soul winning. It's not my responsibility to save anybody. By the way, soul owners, let me help you. If somebody resists and says, I'm not interested, go. I know that might sound sacrilegious to some. If they say they're not interested, go. Well, I got to convince them. No, you can't convince them. It was a great day in this preacher's ministry when I just kind of had that aha moment and said, I ain't trying to make anybody, excuse me, I am not trying to make anybody do right. That's not my responsibility. My responsibility is to preach this book. And you're supposed to do, I'm supposed to do what this book says. There's too many. Why, why do you see compromise in pulpits and churches? Because something changes inside of a man. They get up and they want to please everybody out there instead of being faithful to their calling. They want to please the brethren instead of being faithful to their calling. Now, I love you and I, I want you to be happy. And, I will, and, and believe me, I, I love the peace and the joy. But we're going to close with Kumbaya tonight. I mean, we just, we're just all on the. I love that. But if there's ever a conflict, 
between me being faithful to this book or to make you happy. As much as I don't want you to be unhappy, I want you to be in alignment with this book. But with God's help, I'm going to be faithful to preach this book. I mean, what was pastor trying to know? Sometimes pastor has a burden on his heart and he brings it to the pulpit and does his best to be faithful to what God wants. And the result, he was trying to make me mad. No, I wasn't. And apply it to your life. Don't live a results-oriented. People who criticize the way we believe, what the Bible says about reaching people, they use that. There, I'm sure there's some circumstance they can point to, but that's not what I'm talking about tonight. Whether or not you're faithful based on what you get out of it. Well, I, I, I drug myself there and I got and, and the music and pastor got up and I got nothing out of it. Let me tell you, that's on you. Well, Pastor, I, I came and I just, I just didn't, I know I, I was going to come, but I just wasn't in the right spirit. Come anyway. Because when you see me, you're gonna get you're gonna get so happy. Well, I just I just and there is some truth to that. Because when you come to the house of God, it does help you. It does encourage you. Well, I sometimes I I'll, we can stand up here and sing, and I look around, try and see who may not be here, and. See who is here, and I look at the faces, and just to see, and sometimes I can tell. I was like, oh, they should have came in separate cars, okay, you know, and then I'm looking around, I'm looking around, and I'm like, oh, well, and you can tell sometimes somebody's just, they've had a, they're having a tough time. You say, Pastor, you get upset at that? No, it makes me happy. Not that they're having a tough time that they drug themselves down to the house of God and were faithful. I have seen it, Sunday school teachers tearing in the parking lot and people running where they're supposed to be, disheveled. And, Pastor, I'm sorry, sorry, I should have it. I'm, get it together. But I'm glad that you thought enough about being in your place that you were faithful. Because God puts a premium some, as a parent, rearing their children for the Lord. As a pastor, I just described looking around, and that's when I feel like a failure. I just look around the whole, no, I mean, all of us feel like, man, I, I, just, I just don't have. But we all have to be reminded, God's just looking for faithfulness. If we just show up in our place, that we're supposed to do, be faithful to this book, then we don't have to talk about or proclaim our own goodness. Boy, that's the day we live in the day. I, I, I just gotta, I got, I got, I gotta get the validation. You know, the validation is I'm gonna, I'm going to please God by being faithful. Amen. You know, validation as a, and so some of you parents are gonna realize what I said a moment ago. You have a prodigal that you reared them by this book. And this was absolutely right. That validation is going to come when you stand before the judgment seat of Christ. 
Because I believe if a parent will rear their children according to the word of God and that child rebels against it, I still believe that's a well done. Because you were faithful. I try and keep that in mind. It pains me when the Lord presses a sermon to preach and he doesn't always do this. There's many times I walk to this pool, and every time I preach, I know that this is for everybody. But there are certain times I get burdened about a message, and I'll preach a message and not know who it's for. But then there's times I get burdened about a message, and I know at least one person it's for because God puts them on my heart and on my mind. And it's a painful thing to see them resist what God has done. But I have to remind myself, as far as I'm concerned, because I'm faithful to do what God instructed me to do. Parents, same thing is true for you. Husband, wife, same thing is true for you. Christian, you know, we teach Sunday school class. You work a bus route. You are faithful to go soul winning and visiting. Man, I put a lot into them. I put a lot into them. I put a lot into them. You just keep putting it into them because it's faithfulness. You know what we need? We need faithfulness. Parents, teach your children to just be faithful. That's the standard. Teach them that by showing them that mom and dad are going to be faithful. You teach a Sunday school class, you know what those kids need to see? They don't need to see more than they need to see a Bible scholar. They need to see a faithful lady. They need to see a faithful man. Who, no matter what the circumstances bring, they're going to be in their place. You know what? Members of this church need to see every Sunday morning. They need to see the same faces in their spot. That's, you know, it says, it's faithful. You know, you know what they need to see when they pull in and see all, see the, they need to see the same faces. Now I wish they were better looking faces, but they need to see the same faces out in the parking lot. Faithfulness, 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 faithfulness. I believe, I don't know exactly how it's going to be when we all get to heaven, but if I can just say it like this, if you can be shocked, if you can be surprised, I think we're going to be surprised that who gets a lot of rewards because God puts a premium on faithfulness. They just showed up and did what they're supposed to do day in and day out. In the morning, get up and faithfully read your Bible. Spend time with God in prayer. Be faithful in that. A faithful man who can find What's well, a question that we ought to ask ourselves every day. When God looks at me, he knows my imperfections. He knows my failures. He knows my heart. He knows all those things. But I hope he finds somebody who's faithful. Might not always do it pretty, but they're just going to show up to the best they can do. Everybody in here has stumbled at some point in their life, spiritually speaking. The fact that you're here tonight means you got up. Like, well, you know, and, and don't and some I've heard this before, and I'm just saying this. So, when, in the next few weeks, when I when I when I start to un- unveil some things, and we get our space back, and I get the sun, everything full speed ahead, and I come to you and say, you know, this is the Lord puts upon my heart a place for you to serve, a place for me to do. Don't look at me and say, well, Pastor, I just I just don't know if that's something that I can commit to and be faithful at. That's the wrong answer. Be faithful. Do it. Uh, you can do it. Any, you know, anybody can show up. Anybody can show up and be in their place.
You know how, I mean, God already knew, but you know how it was revealed to Adam and Eve that God knew they had sinned? Because God showed up where he always showed up, but they didn't. There is something to just being where we're supposed to be, when we're supposed to be there. If you're going through a trial, you go through a heartache in the future, file this away. And some of you watching live stream tonight, you need to hear this. Well, when, when my spirit gets back the way it's supposed to be, then I'll get back in church. No, that's when you need to be in church. Because that's what gets your spirit back to where it needs to be. Let's be faithful. Father, help us tonight as we...